Good morning. Uh, welcome to the sustainability session. I'm your host, Rebecca Sayre, coming to you from Seattle on this almost, it feels like there's a nip fall in the air this morning. And I have a fabulous guest this morning, Wolf Lichtenstein of uh, Evergreen Carbon. And Evergreen Carbon is doing some really important work helping people reduce their carbon footprint uh, by investing in carbon credits, or excuse me, investing in carbon offsets. And we're going to learn about that and various other programs that he is devising and helping to coordinate uh, locally, nationally, and internationally. Uh, hey, Wolf, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for bringing me on, and thank thank you to KK and and W for inviting me on as well. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you folks. We're really glad that you're here, and you told me you got some family listening on the other side of the country, which is always exciting. Yeah, hi out there, friends and family. <laughs> We're glad you're with us. Uh, so Wolf has been working on um, the issue of reducing the carbon that's in our atmosphere and, and working with people and projects around the world that uh, result in meaningful reduction and avoidance of the carbon production for many years now beginning in 2005 prior to that he had a, a number of important roles looking at engineering and uh, and in tech and uh, that brought to wolf your work a really great understanding of how business works how processes work um can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and and basically Give us a, an overview of what carbon offsetting is. Sure. Um, so now as a consultant, I do a, kind of a number of things. Basically, anyone who's willing to offer me work around uh, greenhouse <laughs> gas accounting and, and carbon uh, sequestration and removal, I'm all ears. I want to talk with these people and help them out. Um, so I do do you know auditing for greenhouse gases, and uh, I have a contract with the uh, with A and the AB, the ANSI National Accreditation Board, where I do assessments of greenhouse gas, uh, basically assessments of verifiers who are verifying uh, greenhouse gas projects. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so uh, Evergreen Carbon, I started uh, when I got back from a trip to Peru. Um, seeing basically a uh, start of a carbon project on the validation of a reforestation project up in the Andes. And I was really struck by the um, how the local community and local organizations with nonprofits, local mayor, all that stuff, people get involved with these projects. And when the carbon finance comes in, that carbon finance benefits the community as well as paying for the sequestration of carbon. So uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that as well. Yeah, oh, I mean, I think that's, that's really- I was waiting for the leading question. Go ahead. Oh, um, yeah, I, about, I think that that's, that's just really exciting to, um, how, how the projects that you're working on um, have a, a multitude of benefits for the local community, um, how it's helping to build the, the local economy, uh, as well as, you know, up, uplift uh, 
the local people um i know and i want to get into this a bit more too because this is what i find really exciting because i know your company is, is particularly mindful of making sure that uh you have projects that have these cross benefits but mm-hmm. can we just just for the listeners out there can you like what's the basics of like what is uh, yeah. carbon offset like what's like if i mean i'm interested i need to do more of this too but i'm like i want to offset my carbon in my life what does that mean yeah sure that's a really good question and this is a process that individuals families small businesses and largest of businesses can and and engage in um so the idea is first you kind of have to understand your carbon footprint and where that comes from and there's ways to calculate that. There is something called um, the emission factor related to specific uh, source, say you're burning methane, natural gas. There's a, an emission factor that when you burn it, you know how much CO2 is coming off of that natural gas, um, you know, based on, you know, the nature of that gas and combustion. And um, so there's greenhouse gases basically coming out of factories, out of buildings out of your car, out of everywhere. So understanding, you know, your fossil fuel use is really important and the electricity use and what's going on uh, locally on your local grid and all that. And so then once you understand the size of your footprint, you want to first reduce as much as you can as possible. So for businesses, we'll look for areas where can they be more efficient in their energy use, maybe insulating, changing lighting systems, upgrade boilers, doing all kinds of things to reduce their consumption of fossil fuels. But for this year or you know the year that they're counting and they can't reduce anymore, they still have more greenhouse gases that they're responsible for. So then they might look into the carbon markets and buy some carbon credits um, equivalent to offsetting the rest of their carbon footprint. So these carbon credits, like, okay, where do they come from? It's basically a piece of paper with a, with a long serial number on it. What does that really mean? Um, so it represents these great carbon projects that I started talking about. And so uh, an organization, it's, it's got to be more than one because these are difficult things to get together. An organization will create a carbon project that will be designed and implemented according to an existing or perhaps a new protocol uh, that was published by an organization called the Greenhouse Gas Registry. So Climate Action Reserve is one uh, for, uh, for here in the US, but there's a verified carbon standard internationally, there's American Carbon Registry, there's a limited number, uh, but they do very good quality work and they provide the oversight and the guidance document and publish a protocol to make sure everything the project is doing right. So it's not just <laughs> accounting for the carbon um, accurately, but it's, it's for all the monitoring, making sure equipment is working, calibrations are done, um, there's calibration certificates and 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 data is monitored and secure and calculations are done right all those things um, that's under the guidance of these registries and the registries will then bring in well not the registries but actually the project owner will bring in a uh, a a third-party verifier and these verifiers are um, typically accredited by a member of the international accreditation 
Foundation, which ANAB, the organization that, that I contract with, um, is a member of. And so they provide to make sure that the third party verifier knows what they're doing, that they're technically competent, they have the skill set and the management system in order to document and make sure that their verification work again can be traced back to the source of the carbon removal. So there's reports and um, various different documentation. And I'm going to interject real, real quickly, Will. Excuse me? Oh, you seem to be having. Oh, I was just going to, for our listeners out there, I wanted to, as we go into this, the good, the part of the good news is there are companies like Wolf's company, Evergreen Carbon, who do all of this accounting and, and verifying. So for the listeners out there, this isn't something each individual would have to do. No, it's not individual. There's all these different organizations. So it's really carbon markets make up uh, many different entities. So the third party verification bodies is one set of entities. The people who create the projects, that's another group of entities. The registrars are a different set of entities. The accreditation um, organizations, yet another entity. So there's multiple layers of quality assurance and quality control to go through that. And what Evergreen Carbon does, we'll go through all the paperwork and really understand these projects and understand what we'll talk about in a little bit is the co-benefits and also just to make sure it's done right. So I have you know experience and knowledge in this area. So I'll review that. Not all projects are built the same. And some yes. projects are better than others. Um, and depending what program the projects mm -hmm. are developed under, there's, um, they're all like good, but some are better than others. And certainly there's an opportunity for something to go south, but that should be caught by, you know, verification bodies, that type of thing. Um, so when someone buys a carbon credit that they're gonna use for offset, they wanna be assured that there is an audit trail behind that carbon credit, that it is real with the capital. Okay, capital. Yeah. right. Now, Wolf, you and I just connected recently, um, just to put this into like a real world context uh, through some work that our friends at SunPath Electric, a local solar company, um, was doing as they're working to offset their carbon credits. I know that uh, they started uh, offsetting their flights and their business practices and their families, uh, you know, vehicle usage and stuff like that. Uh, they were inspired and are and, and, and put their their energies towards a project in Mexico. Could you could you tell us about that project and maybe a few more of these other projects? Yeah, I I think the Malawi uh, project in Africa was the one that uh, that Christy and some oh, okay, um, ended up upon. I gave them basically. Um, I think four uh, different projects that they could possibly buy, all with different um, attributes, whether it's the location, the type of project and the co-benefits. And they did a really nice job of giving each, so it's a family business. So they, they gave each member of the family 
an opportunity to do further research on the project and they presented so one night they got together and they print and they presented their projects to each other and they decided on a group on which to invest in and the particular project that they did invest in is a really good one it's in africa in the rift valley and basically it's a it's a it's a land use project that's preserving forests and improving forests that is bordering a um a nature preserve so the idea is that the villages would come into this boundary area and harvest wood for charcoal and it would decimate the forest and right up to the edge of the protected lands. So this project extended those protected lands into a carbon project where now the different villages, each village has formed a community governance organization along with the national government's uh, land and wildlife department in order to work together. So they are the proponents of the project, the actual villagers are. And so they're responsible that the project actually continues in a good and healthy manner. And so they were provided uh, training to start sustainable businesses other than doing charcoal and, and ruining their forests. And so they're learning to plant trees instead of cutting them down, that type of thing. So they're learning personal responsibility and having the community together make the decisions on where when the carbon finance, when some past money comes back into the project, how are they going to spend that money? So some of those choices might be to send a village member to college, or it might be to improve roads or provide solar lighting or dig a new well for fresh water, those, those types of things. So those, those co-benefits that, that come with the project. So they're actually able to measure, foresters come in, they measure the trees, they measure the biomass, they get an accurate accounting. The third party comes in, they take a risk-based sample and, and come to a conclusion that yes, this amount of carbon credits claimed by the project owner is indeed accurate. And then the registry will sign off on it and then they become available for sale. And that's when I was able to get a hold of a tranche of these credits and be able to provide them to SunPath and to others. I just think that's that's so exciting. I mean, and one of the, the for you know all of our listeners out there, just think about it. We've got the new way to look at the economy. We're using this knowledge of our understanding of carbon and how we need to manage that. But that's spurring all these other great opportunities for local local communities i mean it's just it's a it, it's just sort of the next wave of how we need to to look at how our systems work and i i you know, love how this is all so multifaceted i know we've got to go to a break in a moment um and i just look forward um, to to diving into more of this and to more of your other projects i'll just take a second to just remind our listeners out there uh, you're listening to the Sustainability Sessions with Rebecca Sayre and your host. Uh, in my day, my day job, I'm a real estate agent with Infinity Real Estate Development in Fremont. We, we love to work on green projects as much as we can. Because, uh, again, I think that that's just, that's just, you know, we have a whole bunch of systems that were built 100 years ago. We knew what we knew then. We know a whole bunch more now. So let's make sure that we're incorporating all that knowledge and, and making things better. Um, so thank you, everybody out there who's listening. Uh, we will be back in a few minutes. For everyone, 
So are you interested in green building, energy efficiency, and sustainable practices? The Northwest Eco Building Guild is a 501c3 community of builders, designers, suppliers, and homeowners concerned with ecological building in the Pacific Northwest. The Guild empowers people through educational activities, classes, and events through the year. To learn more on how to go solar, conserve water, lower your energy bills, and create a healthy home environment, visit ecobuilding.org forward slash events today. Now, more than ever, it is essential to learn how to lift your own spirits. If you're having difficulties getting the party started in your life and getting yourself on that dance floor, you can reach out to me at dina at dina-marie.com or give me a call at 425-350-5448. Through September, I'll be giving away half-hour Our Energy Matters sessions by phone. To make your appointment, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Lift your spirits at Cider Summit Seattle 2020. Cider Summit has been bringing people together to explore the world of hard cider from producers throughout the Northwest and around the world. Cider Summit has put together two festival to-go tasting kits to bring the event to you. The kits are modern cider and bottled classics. Both include a selection of ciders, a pair of Cider Summit glasses, and promotional gifts from the participating cider makers. You will also get access to the virtual tasting event on Saturday, September 12th. You can pick up your kit at a no-contact drive-thru in South Lake Union on September 12th, or there are delivery options around Washington State and even nationwide shipping. The deadline to register is August 30th. Head over to CiderSummit.com for all the details. That's CiderSummit.com. Cheers. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hello out there. Um, welcome back to the Sustainability Sessions. Um, I'm your host, Rebecca Sayre, and my guest today is Wolf Lichtenstein of Evergreen Carbon. He is sharing with us how uh, individuals, businesses, I mean, really from, from the individual level to the local business level to the regional business, national, governmental, international level, we can... Uh, reduce our carbon footprint and that one of the great tools is uh, once we've done our individual reduction and efficiency uh, and, and practice change methods that uh, you can invest in carbon offsets with carbon credits and invest in incredible projects uh, that are happening around the world uh, that really have all sorts of co-benefits uh, for the communities uh, involved. And it's really changing and reshaping how economies can work. Um, hey, Wolf, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thank good, you. Good, good. Again, thanks so much for being Totally. Um, what uh, you were just telling us about some of these incredible uh, projects uh, we were just talking about how one local business that uh, we were just uh, doing some 
uh, writing about uh, the other day, uh, um, SunPath Electric had invested in a project in Malawi. Uh, uh, can you tell us more about some of the incredible projects that you're affiliated with with your work at Evergreen Carbon? And for the listener out there, Evergreen Carbon not only works with these projects, but they do all the back end work, make sure the projects are working right, that the carbon offsets are working right. So um, if you are, are, are wanting to invest in this kind of thing, uh, you know, find, find a company like Evergreen Carbon who can, who can take care of all that stuff for you. But tell us more about some of these projects. Right. So, you know, there's a variety of projects out there. Now, in my role at Evergreen Carbon, I'm kind of doing kind of a final review before I recommend a project to my client. So it's more of a bespoke type of, of uh, carbon uh, procurement, uh, so to speak. Um, so there are, you know, projects that um, capture methane on dairy farms through a digester. Those are excellent projects because the co the co benefits is like that captured methane that biogas can be either fed into a pipeline or used to um, fire a engine that turns a turbine that creates power electricity for the utility that type of thing so those are really important projects and so it's important to kind of look in and say what is the project doing what are the things going on around the project so these land use projects are very exciting another uh project that i'm working on is um it's just getting going in fact the protocol that we're going to be using is a soil enrichment protocol published by climate action reserve and this is going to be a soil carbon protocol be published out in in uh, september so this group I'm, I'm working with is an agricultural group and they're looking to take advantage of of, of, of this to help finance the solution that they're going to be being proposing to farmers so the carbon finance is really integral to the long-term success of, of the project. So knowing the project is going to get carbon credits in the future, they can get equity now to demonstrate that, hey, you know, in two years or three year, years or whenever we start um, establishing those carbon credits uh, through Climate Action Reserve, um, they'll, you know, they'll be available for sale. So those investors will be able to get some of their money back, that type of thing, or be able to buy those credits at maybe a floor price, that type of thing. So, um, so that's an exciting uh, project for me. I think the, um, if we can, and the idea of all these carbon projects. These are sustainable systems, sustainably designed systems that should be business as usual, but they're not, okay? We're still using chemical fertilizer on farms. We're still tilling up soil, losing carbon that way. We're mismanaging grazing, all those things. We're not doing those well with the focus of sequestering carbon. So in order to change behavior, we're gonna offer carbon credits, say for 10 years, for 20, for 30 years. Oops, I don't, uh, <laughs> got a call coming in. Okay, so um, yeah, so, 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 so the idea is in all, even in a, in a landfill gas capture or in a dairy farm, this, it's not always typical. It's not only required by law, by local laws, that type of thing. So they're voluntary. So they're additional, they're beyond business as usual right now. 
But we hope in 20 years that 50% of the farms are going to be doing this or 30 years or whatever. So we're transitioning and the carbon markets, putting a price on carbon helps put pressure and provide finance for new ways of doing sustainable work that we do. We grow food, you know, we, you know, we drink milk, we, we, we bottle soda, we do all these things that we need to be doing, but we don't do it in the most su su sustainable way. So the carbon projects, the carbon markets give us opportunities to test and to, to implement a technology that's going to actually remove carbon remove carbon so which is an awesome thing and, and we'll explain uh, to our listeners here with these projects and i don't have that list in front of me but there's there's a list of of things you can do with carbon you can you know you can be removing it you can be not creating it what is that what is that sort of core yeah. list so of there's three there's three areas there's avoiding greenhouse gases by using solar and wind, that type of thing, using zero carbon energy sources. There is um, the destruction of greenhouse gases before they get into the atmosphere, like, like, like the refrigerants, right? Those are, you know, show up in a refrigerator that's dumped in a landfill. The idea is to remove the refrigerants and then send it to an organization, to a carbon project that's going to destroy that. They're going to get money for doing that work. If not, it just goes out in into the atmosphere. So that's the destruction. And then there's the sequestration, which is mainly in land use, but it can be in carbon capture and use too. So we'll talk about the two things. The land use would be in a forest project. So the forestry, the forest project would have to demonstrate a, a improved management system to manage the forest in a sustainable way would be one of the criteria of that project. It might plant new new trees. It's going to harvest things in a sustainable way. It's going to improve the land, protect the waterways that go through the uh, forested uh, land and make sure that it's managed in a, in, a, in a sustainable way. And so the carbon that grows in that managed forest then can be accounted for and sold as a carbon credit to help support and maintain that forest. Um, and I want to go on to further say that permanence is a really important part of these carbon projects. So if a ton of carbon is sequestered in soil in 10 years from now, someone tills up that soil, that carbon's gone. So we need to protect that. So the carbon project criteria insists like a hundred year window, even if you're only getting credit for 30 years, you, you have to maintain that agricultural, the new agricultural practice or the forestry management practice for 100 years beyond the crediting period. So it's the idea of this initial influx of carbon credit will help uh, create these new uh, modes of doing agriculture and probably hopefully using less chemical fertilizer, which is a big source of greenhouse gases. Very, that's so cool. It, it makes me think of, I've been, it's funny, I've been thinking, I, I heard this, I've heard this quote a million times, but it really stuck with me this last Earth Day, and I kind of keep thinking about it in regards to all the crazy stuff in the world that we're going through these days. Mm. It's, just, it's, very, it's just very simply how in nature there is no waste, right? There's no waste in nature. It's a closed loop system, and and big part of what you're talking about here is just 
getting our groove more in line with with that closed loop system and just making it work with everything else that's already going on out there which is ultimately easier like even thinking in like a physics sense if everything else is going around in a circle and then we're going off in our own trajectory it's honestly harder than the things that you're talking about that are more in rhythm Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely everything else is going on yeah, I mean, I mean, for years it wasn't a closed loop, and you know, fossil fuel companies went on, and we all, you know, buried our heads and said, "Sure, fill my tank up. This gas is cheap, right? And let me get going where I am." But the emissions—that's the other part of the loop that's not closed. So it just is just waste going into our atmosphere that got us in, in into the problem that we're in. So now there's effort to actually capture that carbon coming right out of buildings. In fact, um, I'm aware there's a company called Carbon Quest out mm-hmm. of, um, well, they're working in New York City, but they're taking advantage of a law passed in New York City called Local Law 97, which is putting a price on on a carbon that's like way above like $600 a ton, which is a huge, huge number because I can sell sell you a carbon credit for like 12 bucks, right? So so what's going on here? So the idea in 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 New York is like this this looming tax starting in 2024 and it will increase over time is like getting building managers to say gee what can we do here i don't want to pay millions of dollars a year in in taxes to keep my building so carbon quest is well i can't change your infrastructure but i can capture that carbon coming out of that building and they're gonna they're and, and they have a process to capture it compress it and get it into a place where it's going to be used, either sequestered, either in a product like plastic or cement, that type of uses of of the CO2, or um, you know somehow just just remove it from getting into the atmosphere. It doesn't take care of the natural gas supply chain, but at least at the end, it closes that loop. It doesn't it doesn't allow the emissions to get into the atmosphere, and so the New York Council members, you know, who put this law in place, this hugely punitive uh, number on a ton of carbon, um, says we hope no one ever has to pay it. The idea is that this is going to spur innovation and build better, to quote somebody. I mean, that strikes me that it's like a whole new resource. Like we've just, you know, it's like we're, it's like we're mining to go back to like an extractive thing it's like oh my gosh there's a whole new thing that we could use to create energy and jobs and and all of that great stuff it really right that's kind of mind-blowing yeah imagine going to a store and buying a pair of flip-flops for the beach and finding out those flip-flops are made from captured co2 and so they're forever sequestered on your feet I think you just made my mind blow up right there. Um, I want to just remind our listeners, like it's what's so cool about this. And my, my guest uh, this morning is Wolf Lichtenstein. He is with Evergreen Carbon can be found at evergreencarbon.com. We started talking a few weeks ago in regards to a local small business uh, that was working on capturing their excess carbon uh, through supporting you know uh, projects that Evergreen Carbon is associated with, but what they're also doing are these big, huge scale uh, things such as Carbon Quest that uh, Wolf was just describing, uh, 
that are looking at utilizing carbon in, in different ways than we just ever have before. So um, this has some really local, personal, practical, and tangible applications at, uh, for each of us, as well as these larger scale things, mm-hmm. which feels important to me when we talk about this issue of carbon, because I think it's it has been like this big, scary kind of intangible thing for a lot of folks and and i want to make sure people can realize that there's really tangible practical things that we can do and and but they also that more practical and tangible things are being discovered all the time like with this carbon quest project right right so it's really changing the hearts and minds of not only the corporate leaders but customers and clients and people who buy products, they want to know, is this, you know, did I buy plastic made from oil or did I get it from, you know, captured carbon? I'd rather get it from the captured carbon if I have to buy plastic at all. So it's, 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 um, it's really important to bring into the consciousness that make people aware of their choices as much as Sunpath has what Christy has done with her choices of when to get on an airplane or not. And she basically chooses not to. Right. And for our listeners, Christy's our, our, our colleague with SunPath Electric. With SunPath Electric, exactly. So so in a lot of people, there was that whole flight shaming thing that was happening this spring coming out of Sweden with uh, um, Greta, Greta. With Greta Thornburg. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I worked for, you know, that little software stint I did many years ago back in the 90s. You know, salespeople would get on the plane and fly across the country for an hour meeting. You know, it's like you could have picked up the phone. There was no Zoom then, so I can kind of get it. But at the same time, you know, it's like our haphazard use of fossil fuels and of polluting industries is... Well, again, it's haphazard. It has to stop being that. It has to be, you know, an informed decision that individuals and companies make. And this is kind of my motivation for being on the radio here this morning, just to raise awareness that what people can can do. So um, I'm actually been working with a uh, software company and to help them create uh, something that uh, they're calling or we're calling Carbon Credit Cart and it'll be carboncreditcart.com. So this will be like, an, uh, it's, it's gonna be a website where you can buy carbon credits. So I've been doing these kind of bespoke type of thing and getting like community members together and doing a group buy. It's taking a lot of my time. This way I could just put projects that I have curated that I think are great. I can buy the credits ahead of time, make make them available via carbon credit card. And what's unique about carbon credit card, I believe is that it's chock full of information and chock full of the original documentation that goes with that project. So people can really un- understand and have access to um, not only um, information that explains kind of what these carbon credits are and what the market and what the context is, but also very, very specific details. If you want to get into a hundred page report about a particular uh, project, that's going to be available on carbon credit card. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's there. The information <laughs> is there and I want to make it a, a, a available. You know, you don't go out and buy a watching machine 
just you want to look at all the features, the cost, what, what right. was it made in the US, was it made in China, what are, are the features, you really want to shop around, you really want to understand what you're buying, carbon credit card is going to allow that for a carbon project. So I'll be one of the vendors, I'll, I'll, I'll be, Evergreen Carbon will be the first vendor up there, but they'll be inviting other vendors and um, I'm excited about that. So I'm, I'm excited to be able to uh, help the company out and kind of explain kind of the context. And I've been working with the uh, with this organization for probably in, in conversation for at least a year about this. And uh, next, so cool. next week will be the beta. So it should be available for folks to take a look at. And I'm sure they'll love to get the feedback. So middle that's, next That's week. super exciting. Yeah, I'm okay. very excited about that. Okay, we have got to go to break. So thank you so much, Wolf. Thanks for sharing all that and these great ideas that the great minds are coming up with to make things better for all of us. Um, I'm Rebecca Sayer. This is the Sustainability Sessions. Uh, our guest today is Wolf Lichtenstein of Evergreen Carbon, and we'll be back in a minute. The 2020 Northwest Green Home Tour is going virtual. Mark your calendars for this free live virtual event on September 12th through the 13th. Visit a wide variety of new and remodeled homes, from kitchen remodels to backyard cottages, whole house remodels to new multifamily townhomes. You will see home features including rain gardens, solar panels, electric vehicle charging, window treatments, and zero energy homes. Register today to design your unique experience and select the sessions you want to see the most. You will have live access to more than 35 incredible green builders and architects on a wide range of topics and areas of expertise to ask questions about your green building projects. Learn about your choices for water conservation, indoor air quality, environmentally friendly materials, energy saving, and so much more. Discover why green building equal healthy living. For a sneak peek, of the 2020 sites, visit nwgreenhometour.org. That's nwgreenhometour.org. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer from Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients as well as the community. With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. She can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life, reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco Building Guild's Education Committee where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably. 
be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at InfinityRed.com today. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. there uh welcome back to the sustainability sessions i am your host rebecca sayer uh my guest today is wolf lichtenstein of evergreen carbon and we have been talking about all these great projects uh that evergreen carbon has been working on from helping local businesses uh offset their carbon footprint uh to working with uh governments to and and businesses and innovators to literally capture the carbon that comes off of buildings and then they can create products out of that. Like we use an example of you can make flip-flops out of carbon captured off of a building um, as opposed to making them from oil, which the, you can go to Evergreen Carbon's website. You can learn more about this. Um, and then well, maybe got, not that specific project on my website, but I'm certainly happy. Anyone wants to contact me. Absolutely. Yeah. We can talk about these great projects. I'd love to. And, and then we were also just talking about this new cool thing you're doing um, again, because this is, this is just an incredible avenue for like innovation and, and entrepreneurship using our new knowledge that it's just a little, it's a different framework than what's been traditional, but cool. We're, we're learning. Um, and carbon credit cart, uh, tell us a little bit more about that, uh, Wolf. And then since we're getting to the, the tail end of the program, um, we can talk about, um, just some of the other cool projects internationally, but wait, 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 I just forgot. Uh, I always want to give credit to my homies at the Northwest Eco Building Guild, Woo-hoo! who basically put this show together originally. And then, um, handed it off to me earlier this year. So the Eco Building Guild, they take uh, August off, but in September, um, there's gonna be the Ship Building Symposium Series, September 10th. Um, and that's uh, gonna be looking at high performance ventilation, tighter buildings, indoor air quality, materials. Uh, there's gonna be in the Northwest Green Home Tour, which is always a fabulous thing. That's September 12th and September 13th. There's going to be an education uh, session on September 23rd uh, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So go check out what they've got going on at ecobuilding.org. And Wolf, tell us tell us a little bit more about this uh, credit carbon credit cart that you yeah. are working on. Yeah, so one of my challenges was starting up Evergreen Carbon is like, how do I get these carbon credits out to individuals and small businesses and medium-sized businesses, which was my focus. Um, and I, you know, to design actually way to, to do a, a shopping cart, you know, internet, a website shopping cart, that technology was uh, a little bit beyond me. May I figure out something hokey with WordPress, but I really wouldn't get it right. And so I started talking with a software company, a website company, 
um, that has deep experience, and but they're interested in the whole sustainability ethic. So after many, many conversations, you know, they decided to go forward and pull the trigger and actually create this company, Carbon Credit Card, and, uh, and, and create the service. And in my research, when I've seen other carbon credit cards that I can buy carbon credits from, I don't understand, you know, I don't get enough information about the project itself. How old is that project? Is it 10, 15 years old that the credits that they couldn't sell? Now they're trying to sell them online for 10 bucks and they're worth 32 cents. You know, I just couldn't understand that. Some, when I saw is like, you want to buy, let's say buy now, it says, it says donate here. So I don't even know if I really bought some real credits or not. And so what we're going to return the actual serial numbers, the certificate, a certificate with the actual serial numbers of the retired carbon credits that so each when you create carbon credits through one of these projects, they each credit is unique and has its own long, long serial number. And so they can't be double counted. They can only be retired once. Right, so that's the idea that they're unique and the quality controls through the multiple organizations that touch that carbon credit before it comes to your door um, assures that there's high there's high quality associated with that. So my idea here is 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 to present a lot of that information. And so if you don't trust me, well, here's the information. Here's why I think this is a good project. So we're launching with a project up in Alaska on one of the Lucian Islands, Afignac, and it's we're preserving some old growth forest. And, and you can see on the map kind of where they've been logging and where this project starts. So this is, this is going to be habitat or continued habitat for, uh, uh, for bears and for flora and fauna that are unique to that part of uh, of, of Alaska. And um, so, so that's a cool project that I like very much because it's here in, in the Pacific Northwest. And so the documentation, the registry, in, information about VCS, the Verified Carbon Standard, where this project is registered, is up there. Um, the verification report associated with the tranche of carbon credits that are available is there. So you can actually see the information for yourself. And there's descriptions and pictures, and and hopefully there'll be several projects um, over the next weeks and months to choose from as we get this going. And each one will be curated by Evergreen Carbon, and then you know as Carbon Credit Cart um, expands, it'll be available uh, to other vendors too who might choose to use this service. And eventually, what I want them to do, and they will be doing this, is plugging it into a website. So you go to your website to buy your pair of flip-flops, you can click a box and choose to offset that carbon, you know, for, for your purchase. So there's ways to calculate everything for, as far as greenhouse gases. So I'm That's kind so of cool. excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I've talked to like travel agencies, adventure travel, you know, they're interested in, you know, such a mechanism. It's just, it's just hard as an individual or as a small business to come up to speed on the whole industry of carbon markets. It's like, it's not a trivial thing. And so, um, you know, this carbon credit card is going to help those, those, those companies, I hope. Well, and, and again, I was just saying, I mean, what this, I think is, 
you know, this show is the sustainability session. So we're always talking about the, the eco angle of it, but this is really, it's just reshaping the way that, that business is done. It's an entrepreneurial thing. It's an innovation thing. It's just like, this is a hundred years ago, we had a certain set of knowledge and a certain way of doing things. And now we have different knowledge and, and different, pre very pressing issues with reducing our carbon footprint. Right. And here is where it's happening and it's making it real and it's making it functional and it's incorporating it into the system so that it's workable. And that's, that's the, like, that's the, that's a very hopeful part of it in my mind. Like that makes me just super excited about what's possible and what's practical and it's totally doable. And, and I mean, not saying that, you know, the challenge of, of, of our, our, our carbon, um, uh, climate, you know, climate change is, is solved by this by any means, but it's just, no. it's just a perfect example of, of, of innovation. Yeah. Carbon offsets is just one part of the multiple things that we need to be doing that's beyond business as usual. We can't continue business as usual. It's gotten us into this trouble that we're headed into that we are in now with these massive storms and uh, flooding, uh, all kinds of things, all kinds of danger, property damage, all kinds of things. There's, if you were to value carbon, the pollution of it, it's like $130, $150 a ton. You know, and so if you can offset for 12 bucks or 15 bucks a uh, ton, you're like, you're getting away with it, you know, but the idea is you got to reduce first, you got to take responsibility. And as Eco Builder Guild, you know, as they, their innovations are really ultimately, they're fascinating, innovative, and what they do, they lower the carbon footprint of our, of our built um and 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 uh, and environment here so it's and and for me you know, as a real estate agent like that only does that you produce you tend to have a more comfortable home a quieter home a healthier home like the the benefits of these are, are just multifold hey we have just a few minutes left uh again for the audience out there uh this is the sustainability sessions i am your host rebecca sayre our guest today is wolf lichtenstein from evergreen carbon could you just run through uh, real quick, kind of kind of popcorn through some of the cool projects around the world that you've you've been associated with? Yeah, so I talked about these African uh, projects that provide um, one um, one feature like a co-benefit. You know, I've talked about the economics a, a available, so alternative livelihoods. So there was a project that provided seedlings for free of native trees for people to plant on their lands, on their farms. And also um, uh, uh, they could buy for very low price, like essential oil plants. So they can sell them to a company like, like the Body Shop, that type of thing, that will use it in um, shampoos and creams and that type of thing. And so this is for a, a uh, depressed village that has no infrastructure except for cutting down their own trees in order to cook food. Um, they now have these alternative ways. And so this project, uh, the carbon finance provided for a kiln. So they're able to take branches and not cut down the whole trees, but take branches and leaves and other biomass and, and, and create charcoal out of that in a kiln. 
And so sell these charcoal bricks as opposed to like a whole charcoal log, right? That used to be a wow. fabulous tree, that type of thing. And, you know, I talked about the community in, in engaging is very important. And these projects, they, they, they provide jobs as, um, as forest rangers, that type of thing. So enable to uh, stop poaching, that type of thing. So, so the providing this economic stimulus within the local areas. Um, let's see here, there's like uh, carbon capture directly from air is there's a Swiss company um, that's, that's working on that. And, and it's very expensive to do, um, but it's a direct air capture and they're gonna take that captured CO2 similar to Carbon Quest to use it in, um, in a positive way, you know? And so, yeah, so, so, so those are some projects. Uh, there's cook stove projects uh, in Bangladesh and in India and Africa. And so these cook stoves, are great because they're efficient ways to cook your food as opposed to cooking them on big open fires. Did you know mm -hmm. that 3 billion people on the planet still cook their meals on a three stone on an open fire? You and told me that the other day and that just blew my mind. It, 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 when I learned that, that blew my mind. I could not believe it. I just walk in my kitchen and turn the stove on. It takes a second. It's no big deal. But if I live somewhere else, I'd have to gather the firewood. I'd have to have my children close by, so suffering from the smoke, that type of thing. So the efficiency of these cook stoves or efficiencies of, 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 of um, water filters, for instance, avoids the need to build big fires to uh, purify water, to boil water, to purify it. So, so there's, there's, there's some great, great projects out there. Um, for sure. If you go to my website, evergreencarbon.com, there's some examples of some projects on there. Um, and again, I haven't linked it to Carbon Credit Card yet, but I will. And so there'll be a buy, you know, a buy button and it'll send you off the Carbon Credit Card to actually buy some carbon credits from one of these fabulous projects. Very cool. Well, hey, Wolf, thanks so much. Uh, you did a fabulous job. I know this was your first radio interview. Like I said, offline, I think you're a pro. Uh, really glad you're able to join us today. Again, thanks to everybody out there who's listening. Um, really wonderful innovations coming out of all this work. I'm your host, Rebecca Sayre. This is the Sustainability Sessions. It's always hard to say that title. Sustainability Sessions. Sessions. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks everybody have a beautiful day. And um, go out there and do what you can to make the world a better place. Thanks so much. Tomorrow's new day for everyone.